Well, the yeah, the weather. I mean, I think there's people that would have finished had the weather not been what it was. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was you could not have ordered. Well, for you, worse. For me, better. better. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I mean that with love, guys. Sure. I mean that. With- <laughs> It's hard to, I'll tell you this, it's interesting, if you're in my seat, you want, on one hand, you want shitty weather, because you want stories. Yeah. Like, I want you guys to go home, and I want you to do this. I want you to talk about it, and be like, what the fuck happened last weekend, and spend the (laughs) night reminiscing. But then, at the same time, you know, with the weather, it's, you know, it's it's also if you're sitting in the truck at one, two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning in my seat, then you're also worrying about people. Sure. Because you don't like I want the stories, but you don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's really a conflicted place to be in. But nobody died, so we're good. It was great. <laughs> KOM Cycling and Michigan Midpack Media, welcome to the Dirty Chain Podcast, the podcast that covers the cycling scene from the viewpoint of the Michigan Midpack. I am your host, Trevor, and on this episode, we are talking about the craziness, the insanity, the pure adventure that is the Crusher EX out of Marquette, Michigan. Myself, along with Sebastian Stankowitz, Mitch DeYoung, and Brett Miller, Along with some help from event organizer and director of adventure himself, Todd Poquette, recap our experience with what was probably the gnarliest and the most difficult event I have ever taken part in. 250 miles, 13,000 plus feet of elevation gain, two severe thunderstorms, originally a point-to-point enhanced gravel race, but of course due to COVID was forced to change and adapt into something different, something more something extra. We definitely hit on a lot of the details throughout the episode, but if you're looking into some background into this event, check out episode two where we talk to last year's fourth place finisher, Mitch DeYoung, who is also on this episode. Or for more info on the organization that puts on the event, the 906 Adventure Team, check out episode 22 and episode 28 where we talk to Todd Poquette. Also, fair warning, there is some rough language on this episode, as well as a lot of grown men giggling in case you are sensitive to either of those things. All right, let's jump right into it. One of the only good things to come out of 2020, the Crusher EX. That that ride, I remember. This ride... It's a blur. It's a big blur. It is a huge blur. I saw that picture of your face where you just—you guys are at night. And my eyes are wide open. <laughs> Mitch looks like a serial killer at the Yellow Dog River Crossing. Yeah, the, that the, photo the... is amazing. <laughs> Brett also looks like he's super 
Is it the four of us? Yeah. yeah. At the river, at the... Uh, but it was Mitch who I was like it, trying so to his face was into the horses. Like, to the, I don't know why my eyes were so wide open. Yeah. And, were just and like, you were like... That part wasn't the bad. I wasn't super tired then. I wasn't super tired but then. The either. storm woke us up pretty good. Oh, I bet. Did it make you cold, too? Yo, I was freezing. Yeah. I put on my rain jacket. I don't know how you guys... I was freezing when I put my coat on. Just keep going. Well, I didn't have anything. Oh, you didn't, I didn't have, have anything until mm -mm. I didn't have anything until we stopped at... Did you not go through the list that Todd was, gave us? It was the same. Like, it was with I'm going to put this yeah. in my pack. I'm going to put this in my pack. I'm going to put this in my pack. Though we all didn't put in brake pads. <laughs> oh, definitely not. No. I wouldn't have changed them anyway. I still had... I could have gone probably another 40 or 50 miles before it was metal on metal. Not me. But that was it. I mean, there. mine were still kind of working. But, but you were metal on metal, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, it was metal on metal. Uh -huh. It was pretty much steel on steel yeah. in the back. Yeah, my rear pads were metal on metal, and Chad asked me, did you even touch your front brake? He's like, have you ever, have you ever that lever on the left, have you ever, <laughs> pull, have you ever pulled that thing? Wait, <laughs> your front brake was completely I guess fine? He said it was like new almost. Oh my, oh my gosh. That's what so, I said. Yeah, you were using your rear brake. <laughs> I use them both, like, but I just I must not be very mm. heavy on it. Mine no. were equally worn. Yeah. Equally down to just about nothing. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking I should have stopped, and I had like, so my front brake pads, one had some life, and the other one got like shoved in there, so it was like half gone. But I bet if I put both of those in my back, I would have had more life to them. I think yeah. you would have, yeah. yeah. And it had, but that was just at the last, I don't know, 30. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I remember it, it It was the last 50 miles. <clears> yeah, I, for sure the last 50. Because when, we, pull, getting when we pulled bad. into the last uh, stop where we met Joe mm -hmm. and his family, I'm like, my brakes don't are, are non-existent right now. <laughs> they just like, I can't. Like I'm, I'm, I have to just slow down to a stop mm. and not and not break. <laughs> and I was real worried about. Well, we should we should kind of get into this. A bit. <laughs> so Todd might just like um, interrupt us, which is fine. I really didn't. I just <laughs> said, hey, you want to just come on for a few minutes and I don't know, make fun of us or something. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I'll do, but he was all about it. So we'll see what how that works. Um, how's everyone? How's everyone recovering? I guess we kind of talked about this a little bit, but... Good, well. actually. I'm feeling much better. Doing a lot better than I expected to, to be feeling this close after the race. How was the ride today? Ride was good. My legs are feeling pretty good. My uh, my bot, my butt's still pretty sore. A mm -hmm. um, little, little tender. Uh, I was talking with someone about it, and not about my butt, but about riding, and... We were just talking about how the intensity of this is a lot lower than a lot of other rides. So it's not, you're not going out and just crushing yourself for six hours, for eight hours. And your heart rate's pretty low. Your legs are never really burning for any amount of time so that you don't get that really sustained damage to everything. But you just get so worn out everywhere that when you're done, you're done. Yeah, it doesn't matter if you are riding super hard for 22 23 hours or 27 hours however we want to call it um or just sitting down on a saddle for that long your butt's still gonna hurt mm -hmm. i mean maybe some of the movement like so yeah my legs are surprisingly fine um it's yes yeah, it's, it's it, like a lot of the compression of the tissues and things those, like that it's those points where we were the contact points so my butt for sure hurts 
um, or sore, messed up. But my hand, I mean, my my right hand in particular, um, I just think of where I had it um, rested on the on the grip. And I don't know if it's my right hand because that's where I shifted most, so I was putting most of the pressure shifting. But uh, it's like it, it's numb right now. It was also because you were using your back brake. Uh, you're right, you're totally right because yeah. I was using. And you didn't have a back brake, <laughs> so that's definitely that a part of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But besides that, like, I mean, shoulders and back like are a little sore. Yeah. I mean, of course, but like that's I expected that. But we were talking before. Um, my brain capacity is about like 75% I feel right now. It's not, which is way better than the 20% it was Monday. Oh, uh, it was, it was a, Monday I don't know. I couldn't really mess. think straight. Sunday was like 10% for me. Yeah. Yeah, Sunday is more bad. of a blur than the ride. Mm-hmm. Cognitive ability was way, way. I can't down. believe you guys drove home from no, Marquette that just, day. Did well, you have McKenzie drive? drove. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I did no. not drive. I waited till, uh, till four and, that was. I wanted to go about two, but then I decided on three, and then I decided on four because it just was. I just was space cadet. Just but, not uh, happening. Yeah. yeah. So I finally went, and it was okay. It wasn't terrible. I, I pulled over a couple times just to kind of break it up more than keep myself from being sleepy or anything like that. But so yeah, it was. It was a long drive. It was rough. I don't know. It was kind of, for me. It was kind of a a mixture of exhaustion and I couldn't really sleep well either it's like i was kind of hyped up a little oh bit, yeah for but sure so tired that i couldn't really think straight or do anything but it's like i was still wired in a weird way like overtired and yeah your body's just amped up and yeah like i mean sebastian and i drank like six red bulls and mm-hmm. post or no, during just, no. just during well just no, during. i think <laughs> we had two red bulls but all the coke <laughs> that we drank and we I drank was, a lot of coke. i was drinking these like starbucks espresso little yeah, shot right. things you and were... red bulls and mm-hmm. just that's caffeine a lot of caffeine. In, yeah, caffeine oh, in the gels. Or something well, I did. Yeah, I was taking some caffeine gels too. All my fuel had caffeine in it. Yeah. Some of my perpetuum in my fizz was all caffeine. Yep. It was, yeah. You're, yeah. I mean, it was a lot for the body to go through. Anyway, so we are talking about the Crusher EX, the 2020 edition that uh, we all um, uh, successfully finished last weekend on. Well, what was it? July eighteenth. Yep. 18th. Well, nineteenth. We started on the eighteenth. Eighteenth, nineteenth. So it was myself, Trevor, it was Mitch DeYoung, Brett Miller, and Sebastian Stankowitz, and we are here to talk about our experience. I think before we really get into it, I want to maybe just give a highlight of what we've talked a lot about the Crusher in the past, but this edition, the EX, the twenty twenty edition, is different. So. I don't know. Can you guys help me out to explain? Just give a quick like bullet point of some of the highlights. So it's 250 miles. It's the 225. That's the branded uh, distance. But of course, with uh, Todd Poquette, he gives you more for your money. So it was roughly 250 miles. What was the elevation gain? A uh, 14,000. Yeah, or take. I think it was yeah, advertised I, as 14. Give or take 2,000. And and. Uh, Last year's course was a point-to-point from Copper Harbor to Marquette, but because of all the COVID craziness and the differences in, in this year, um, it was a loop that started in Marquette at the, is it Forestville Campground? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is the same starting point as Margie Gessick. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it ended at Forestville 
campground and it was just a big old loop yeah that went through big old loop <laughs> went through a lot of the up and which was pretty cool for me because i hadn't really been to the up before so i experienced most of it on the bike <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is awesome like a great way to, to experience yeah. that so to compare the two you it's you really can't they're two completely different events other than they have almost the same name you might hit a few of this or you do hit a few of the same points um so so mitch you you just not to interrupt you but you uh competed in it last year um and it was much more of a competition much more of a race and there was the point to point and it took you just for comparison's sake what was the what was the mileage last year for you in the so time? Last year was 234 miles. Okay. took just under 16 hours. This year was <laughs> I had 254 miles, and it took just over 27 hours. Yeah. So to do an extra 20 miles, it took 11 more hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so right. pretty much the same thing. Well, yeah. yeah, definitely the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, our conditions were not what you would call ideal by any means. And, and last year, we had probably the perfect day. Mm-hmm. Temperatures were great. The roads were as good as I've seen in gravel road for most of the time. Uh, Mosquito Gulch was almost completely rideable last year, and this year, well, we walked almost all of it. I can't, I can't even imagine Mosquito Gulch being rideable. I mean, it was. Anyways, go ahead. Uh, So yeah, to compare the compare the two, you really just you can't. so if you're going in thinking you're going to do as good as last year, only it's only 20 miles longer. It should only take me an extra hour and a half. That's not the case. Uh, I was trying to think of a way to, to describe this year's course. And the best thing I could come up with is if you took Margie Gessick and put it on a two-track uh, and made it 250 miles instead of 100, that's kind of the best comparison wow. I can come up with. It doesn't have yeah, the, the technical single track that Margie has. But it has that just rough gravel, big rocks, crazy stuff just hitting you, you know, section after section after section. And yeah, it didn't end. It, it never ended. No, there were a couple little let-ups mm-hmm. in there, but for the most part, this thing just kept coming at you. Should we should we start with, like, where we actually started in terms <laughs> of starting at, you know, the starting line and... Climbing up hogs back. Well, after. yeah, okay. So, yeah, we established that it's 250 miles, 14,000-ish feet of climbing. It's in Michigan's Upper Peninsula in Marquette, um, which is a pretty rocky, hilly um, area. And, uh, yeah, and, and it is, I guess, Mitch, you said it's kind of like Margie Gessick, but uh, two-track. But for the first, I don't know, 10 miles, 20 miles, it's it's even it had worse. Some, it's even worse. It had some single track, and also the majority of it was hike a bike. I mean, the first ten miles took us two hours. I think a little longer it? than that. Longer than that because yeah. we got we got to Hogback pretty quick. But Hogback is a it's a great place to hike. I've hiked there a couple times, but it is straight up. Uh, basically, it's almost a cliffside in parts of it where it's you know three or four foot drop after three or four foot drop, and you're trying to lift your bike up, set, set it on this rock, and pick yourself up while not falling in the dark with three other guys shining lights where you, <laughs> you don't want them to be because we all had them on our bars. Well, it's a, it's it's just, a challenging hike. 
Period. Yes. It's yeah. a challenge. Yeah, it's not hike a bike because it's like not smooth or real steep. It's hike a bike because it's climbing a mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're climbing like a mountainside, and you may as well have hiking poles so that you can actually help yourself get up. But really, you're using your bike as the hiking poles. Yeah. Attempting to pull yourself yeah. up like, with your like bike and throwing the bike up, <laughs> yeah. grabbing your brake so it doesn't slide away, exactly. and using the bike to pull yourself up. And it is—it's nothing but steep, and you have to just find places for your feet to go and and leg hold or feet holds or whatever. And um, and then that we got up. I, I mean, it it was hard, and I think probably my heart rate got the highest right away there that it did the entire day yeah for um, sure i think i looked at that but it was even more difficult going down because it as mm-hmm. hard as it was going up it was i felt dangerous going down and it was kind of a traffic jam with so many people mm-hmm. that uh you couldn't really get a flow or just kind of move down at your own pace you kind of had to stop and wait at weird times and um, i think we kind of got separated a little bit going down yeah there was um, a group in front of us that one one guy said, you guys go ahead and go, but then he let two of us through, but nobody right, else, exactly. and then someone else jumped in, and yeah, and of course, someone would stop in front of you while you're mid-transition, uh, mm-hmm. so you have nowhere to go, and you're just trying not to fall. And that's, I mean, that's yeah. just the nature of the thing. I think a lot of people were out there giving, the, giving it a go on that day, because that was the original day of the, of the event. I can't imagine if it was actually, not that, I mean, I get, you know, the whole point of doing it this way was because of the COVID-19 stuff and not having a mass start, but it wasn't intended to have as many people mm-hmm. as we had there. But it's like, I can't imagine if there was more people or if it actually was a race atmosphere like doing this, which I guess, you know, is, is kind of just pointless to even think about because it wouldn't have happened. But right. it would have been just I'm not even sure we would have gone house. up hogs back if it was a race. Yeah, no, right, no right, way right, right. It would have been 10 or 15 people at a time. Complete madhouse. Well, what mileage then we come down off of hogsback but then we do a little bit of single track stuff and then we go up top of the world which is another kind of um well we go up the back side yeah. correct mm-hmm. like margie you went up the other side and you rode down the side we went up on for crusher um and that was another hike a bike section not as technical or hard as um, hogs back, but um, it was definitely difficult. What mileage was of that about? Was that at ten? I mean, miles? it was Maybe pretty quick after that. Miles? Yeah, I would say it was about ten miles yeah, at in. most. Yeah, yeah. It, so, and that was two hours or two and a half hours. We in. had to be we were close top to of it. the world. It started raining about seven thirty, so that was about two hours, the two yeah. hour mark, and that okay. was when we were out on the pavement well, we by were, that time. So we were fifteen okay. yeah. minutes past top of the world when the rain started. Okay, yeah. So because we had time to go down the railroad bed, mm-hmm. miss that same turn three times. <laughs> Luckily, there were some other people there who helped us figure out where we were going because oh, none of us right. figured out. That was like when I turned my GPS on yep. after that. I was yep. like, oh, I think it's time for me <laughs> <Yeah>. just to <laughs> turn it on. Just to have it on like only the – what would you have on before? Well, based on what Todd said is that if you have like a, a 520 or 530, sometimes it has trouble processing mm-hmm. the map. And so you'll get a notification for the turn – wrong or you'll be on the map in a slightly different place and then since it's not like a road name that you just like okay turn on this road there's no signs or anything you just kind of have to 
follow the map on your screen, sometimes it doesn't work as oh, well as it should. Sure. Or it seemed like that yeah. was the case. Yeah, um, I can tell with a with a 520, we'd get to a spot and there would be three trails converging and I could no way to know which one it was until I went down one and said, oh, you're off course. Yeah, off course. We had so, Go many, back and, so many of those moments where, and even when we were on course, it told us we were mm -hmm. off course. Or like it told three of us were off course and one of us that were on course or something. That was pretty... Uh, My 520 was definitely like all day long, off course, course found, off course. Yeah, I had the map course up. Found, and off course. I spent more time kind of riding right next to the course than yeah. on it. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're on it because there's nowhere else we can be except in the woods. Mm -hmm. so, except that there would be a road like just slightly off to the right and then turns out there's a you know ditch with a <laughs> mound of dirt there that blocked your view so yeah. you can't even see there's a road and you just kind of keep riding because you assume you're on the right path but actually you were supposed to make a slight right turn and climb over this ditch that means that the road is closed and then don't forget that you have to drive or ride down a river that riverbed. Right. Which was basically what Mosquito Gulch was this year, I felt. It was just a riverbed. Yeah. That's, that's what I it felt it was just this like year. a riverbed. Yeah. Um, so I think, like, there's some difficult hike-a-bike stuff at the beginning with Hogback or Hogsback or whatever it is and Top of the World. But then from then, there was still, not to say there wasn't more hike-a-bike, but basically we were on more like just really difficult to track um not much single track or any single track after that not eh, for quite a while we had really. some more later but not a ton no and then not some much and then and then like the... very few true gravel roads <laughs> yeah there was a lot of i don't even know what you would call us they they're saying they're jeep trails but you'd ride along and all of a sudden there'd be a puddle that's the entire width of the road what 20 yards long and you have no idea how deep it is until you get into it. And some of them you'd go through and they might be an inch or two deep, even though they look like they're a foot deep. Then you get to the next one, like, okay, I'm just going to bomb through this. And the next thing you know, you're up to your axles and not moving. Yeah. <laughs> you're trying not to well, fall over. I think the puddle situation, and, and I, I know that other people have said that, have written the course earlier, said there are a lot of puddles. But I feel like the puddle situation for us, because of the two torrential downpours at the beginning and at the end or at the middle or wherever. Um, I think the puddle situation was even worse. And I think that for me, like the, the story of the whole event was just puddle after puddle after puddle. And when we began, I thought it was funny because we began trying to go around the puddles the best we could and trying to dodge the puddles and towards the middle or towards the end we were just like screw it and we just would ride straight <laughs> through it's like doesn't matter we're soaking wet already our bikes sound terrible let's just ride through it's almost faster and easier to go through and sometimes no slowing down just sploosh once your yep. drive train and brakes are toast you know you know you're not really care anymore it's just like let's just get this done yeah um so i think uh it's too long of a course to kind of go through each part, but I think maybe we can cover the the highlights of the course the best way by going through each of our individual favorite moments and each of our individual like worst moments, um, and then we can kind of see where we are from there. I don't know. Do we want to each give 
good and bad, or should we all start with one and then let's just start with like each. Let's go around good and then go around bad. Okay, all right, that's that sounds good. You want to start? You came up with it. You get to start. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was so many parts that were I I just thought were great. Like I really enjoyed so much of the day and so much of the different terrains and surfaces and um one thing that you know we talked about the rainstorms especially that early one 10 miles in or whatever that was two hours in um i felt like that really actually gave us a lot of freedom to just kind of not care and have fun and get dirty and be wet and just kind of let go and not worry about that type of stuff so that's why i i that helped me tremendously to just like we talked about just splash through the middle of the puddles and just right. not care but so um conversely i think probably probably one of my favorite parts was that that eight or ten miles into lots just right along the water and oh, with yeah. the sun starting to set and just it was just you a kinda, nice reprieve and it was just pretty and you, yeah we it's kind of moving you, and making good time and, you should set it up though i mean we are lots in my mind, was kind of like the. It may have not been the, the halfway point, but in my mind, it was it definitely like, yeah. It, it, it was felt like if we make it there, point. we yeah. can make it. It was there. a little yep. bit past yeah. halfway, and uh, but it felt like it didn't matter that mileage wise. Yeah, I think it was more than halfway, but time wise, I don't think it was that much longer. Right? I mean, well, it was pretty close. Eight o'clock at night. Yeah. So and we were out for twenty seven hours. So yeah. technically, that would be it was fifteen pretty hours close to the half. Pretty so close. Yeah. And, and I mean, it was the furthest point. point. Fifteen standpoint. on one, twelve on the other. Yeah. The furthest point west. So I mean, it was and for north, all intents and purposes, kind of, right? You know, kind no, of. And it, it was the furthest west. So it, that was the point where it felt like okay, now we're heading back. Yeah, we're yeah. no longer going away from the finish line. We're on our way back in, and there's there's hope in sight now. Yeah, <laughs> we, can, we can make this. And after we had swam in Superior a little bit, that was just amazing and, and recharged my right, battery exactly. tremendously. Mm-hmm. And then we had it was it seemed like it was a pretty pretty mellow go from that vicinity, really all the way to Lance. But especially that last, like I said, that last ten miles, we had a couple real big downs until we came right to the water's edge, and then there was eight miles along that water's edge, and it was just just was really nice and. Mm-hmm was a good break and in you know good spirits because we knew we we're like at that halfway point and that furthest point to where we can start heading back and that was probably i think my favorite part just just for all those reasons really but, I, I mean there was so many awesome things it's it's really hard to say i think that stretch from from lake superior from when we we did the uh here on river crossing and then we jumped into Lake Superior, mm-hmm. and that was like it was getting hot before that. The sun was coming out, and it was it was getting super hot. And we needed we needed that break at that time. We jump into Lake Superior, and it was incredible. And we didn't we really didn't spend a ton of time there, but we did that. And then we got a coke from um, someone Eddie. from Eddie mm-hmm. crewing for uh, Lisa, mm-hmm. and uh, and that was great. And then not too long after that, we saw Rachel. Um, and we, we did one of our planned stops that was only like 10 miles up the road. And then we had that stretch from there to Lance and that whole bit from Lake Superior to Lance was just, it was, I don't know. It, it was, uh, 
it like kind of refilled my tank a little bit. Yeah, um, it was like, like recharging your batteries. Yeah, well, mentally it was it that, was what I needed. That section was mostly paved. Yeah, it was it pretty was, much all paved. It was yep. a good chance for us all to turn the pace down just a little bit because you didn't have that extra effort of being on gravel. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the views and the sights because it was just a beautiful area right in there. Beautiful, yeah. And just kind of sit back and all right, let's. Let's take a few and and get ready for the next part that's coming up because this is our chance to top off the tank, refill the batteries. Yeah, and, 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 ready. and we started pulling, you know, doing 17, 18 mile an hour pulls where we could do, yeah, maybe you know, 19, 20, 21, but we were just kind of holding back and and letting it go easier, and it was it just was. And and again, I just almost pleasurable. I felt that Lance, and especially because the night before, um. <clears throat> Maybe I won't say names, but someone that we knew got to Lance and basically had to pull out at the time um, and and DNF'd. And so in my mind in the morning, I was thinking Lance is just this this point where if we can get beyond Lance, then we are in in good shape on the home stretch. And and going into Lance, then the road was so great. I'm like, oh man, this is, we're 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 in really good shape here. Um, and then real quick, like so that was. Probably that section was my favorite, but um, I will say that uh, my kind of my favorite moment of it, like just generally, was it's as a person that lives in Flatland, Michigan. Like I love climbing and all the climbs, and they come, they they just keep coming. I mean, they're relentless. But I I loved it. I mean, there are some really difficult. um, Even at the end, there were some super. Super steep, <laughs> some chunky climbs. Some chunky climbs that we did twice. <laughs> There's some st- <laughs> both sides, baby. Three mile, uh, miles, right? Um, there were some super steep and difficult climbs, but I, I, I loved it. I absolutely loved the, 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 the course for that. And I think the the section going up Mount Arvon was probably my favorite <laughs> climb. Just, just going. I mean, it was a nice long, steady climb, and I loved it. Yeah, I love that section too. It's just a good place. I know we got spread out a little bit, but no more than a I know, minute or so apart from each other. And we all just kind of settled into our own paces and and cruised up it. And mm-hmm. it was, you know, steep and hard. And you know, I was working hard and breathing hard, but I had a big stupid grin on my face the whole way up it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think the, yeah, I mean, we did, there were several times where we would, settle into our own pace and i think the climbing was was one of them where i feel like uh we would we would just settle in our own pace and we'd, we'd get to the top and we'd we, we'd gather but uh, conversely on the other side would be the descents and and you guys mr no breaks yeah, well, well it didn't help that i had no breaks but uh even beyond that um you guys are way more experienced with the technical terrain and the descents and uh not to mention you have full suspension bikes, but I, I don't really think that's necessarily the reason. But you guys could just fly, and you could have left me for a, in a second, but you waited for me at the end of these the hills or the the descents. But well, uh, right after the descents would be a climb, and then <laughs> you would pretty much catch us there. So I wouldn't say it was we were waiting. Yeah. I would say you would you would pretty much catch up. I to actually us. catch and pass. Yeah. I did. I did like to be behind you though. Like actually, that was the only way I felt comfortable getting down some of these is to watch your lines and i was like okay i can safely get down this um 
but uh, left to my own devices, I probably would have died going down. <laughs> <some of these. laughs> well, it definitely I, makes it you know easier for you to gauge your what speed you should be going, and, and like you said, some line choices that that helps. And things man, like there that, were but. some there were some descents that I did, and I. I, I don't know how I stayed on my bike. I, I wasn't sure either. I was like, you're behind would get me down. on one of them. Yeah, I would, I would, I would either be like right behind Trevor or near Trevor. I feel like every time, and every time I'd look back and like be like, did Trevor make it down? Because <laughs> I, I was a little worried <laughs> watching him go down that descent. But I mean, I think my favorite part. Oddly enough, was the all the checkpoints like that was my favorite part of this whole ride, just because of the fact that they were like a scavenger hunt mm-hmm. kind of, and they were just emphasize hunt. I yes, think. Like, yes, it was a scavenger hunt <laughs> for sure. They were yeah. Pretty easy to find. Most yeah. of them are pretty easy, but I mean, like getting to the roadside spring and just seeing just a pipe jutting out of the ground and being able to drink fresh spring water was and it was good like was it was really good so yeah cold. and it was nice and cold and refreshing and at that point we were already four or four or five hours in i was like i was not expecting it to take five hours no. to get to our like first second, or second, second checkpoint second checkpoint the first yeah. one hog, was hogback and then Second one was 33, 34 miles into the day. Yeah. It was so much slower than expected. Yep. Mm. So, I, yeah, that was definitely my. And they also gave you something to look forward to throughout the, like, it was a scavenger hunt, but also, like, you had to look forward to those points. Okay, what's the next one? What's the mileage? Even though the mileage didn't really help very much all the time, but, um, no, but then you would like sneak up on on checkpoints. Like snowplow was kind of like, okay, where is it? Where is it? And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, okay, yeah, there it is. Which was which was fun. So joining us on Zoom now is uh, a, a, a unwelcome guest, I guess, is, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Todd Poquette, the I guess the creator of this whole mess. Um, Director of adventure. Yeah. Um, can you hear us okay, Todd? Hear you, and you guys look great considering what you've been through. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thanks. Good stuff, good stuff. You know, riding through hurricanes is a great idea. <laughs> Mitch. So, um, Todd, we were just going around the room kind of talking about our favorite moments of yeah. the race. And, uh, I don't know, just kind of recap. Uh, our what Probably... Kind of both Brett and I were talking about our our favorite moments was like from Lake Superior here on River to Lance. I mean that whole stretch is 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 like a soul reviving, you know. Yeah, it's <laughs> a Christmas present. It absolutely yep. is. Felt like it. And then Sebastian said the the uh, checkpoints, the scavenger hunt ness of that was <laughs> kind of uh, kind of gave you something to look forward to, but also. Uh, uh, kind of a pain. We ha- we have more to talk about that. The chunky summit thing, man. That was. I was definitely cursing was Todd's say, he, name. He did not like the scavenger hunt on the last item. No, I did not. But it also <laughs> made it my favorite part of the event. So. <laughs> oh my God. Um, and I don't think, uh, Mitch, did you share your favorite? 
Oh, it's been all of what you guys have said so far. That section between uh, the Huron River and Lake Superior, uh, climbing up Mount Arvon on the paved road as opposed or on the road as opposed to last year, we went up the uh, the backside that we descended this year. Uh, it was a nice nice change. Um, yeah, Mount Ar- Arvon was great. Yeah. What a great section in there! Isn't that great? Yeah, beautiful. Um, Todd, what has uh, have you heard much about? So the day we went, we obviously had more than just course conditions to deal with. We had Mother Nature to deal with. Yeah. And I, I saw, was it really for the 225? Was it like a 50% finish rate? It looks something. Yeah. yeah. It was 20, uh, 52 started and 26 finished. Okay. So, yeah, almost yeah. exactly. Um, yeah, pretty much. And, uh, and, I mean, we have our stories to tell, but are there any – I know that someone got lost really bad in the middle of the woods. Like, what – is there anything else that uh, is notable from this last weekend that, that you heard? Well, the notable thing from the weekend – so, at 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm sitting in Lance with Stacy, and we're looking at this dot that is nowhere near the course, and we're like <laughs> – Man, that guy's in trouble. We got, we got to do something. A car pulled up <laughs> alongside of us. It's fucking pouring rain. And I'm like, who is this? <laughs> the window cracks. I crack my window, and I'm like, what's up? <laughs> and they're like, I think, I think Casey's in trouble. And I'm like, no shit. <laughs> I said the dude's in a swamp. So that's the most memorable part of the... Uh, of the whole thing for me was that poor bastard being stuck in the swamp overnight. <laughs> so how did he was extracted though, obviously, right? Like what, what did it take to, to find him? Well, thank goodness. Brian eager who did the two fifty, I think the weekend before you guys went out. Mm-hmm. So he's familiar with the course. He's from the, the Keweenaw. He has a camp on Northwestern. So he's familiar with where Casey was stuck out in the swamp. So I stayed in Lance, kind of at like the command post, uh, watching all these dots. And Brian went out to look for him. Well, at five thirty, he went out at two a.m. At five thirty a.m., Brian texted me and said, "I can get within a quarter mile of him, but I can't get to him until daylight because it's like a quagmire out there." Oh my god! So wow. he he, re- he retreated until daylight, and then he went back in when it was daylight, and Casey had left. Casey was on the move. He was oh, wow. bushwhacking to Lake Superior. <laughs> oh, my. oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll have to send you guys. I'll text you the picture. I think Mark Psalm sent me a picture of Casey's legs. I mean, he literally it looked like he got mauled by a cougar. Oh, my <laughs> oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> so then Brian ended up looping around, and he went up to, well, were you guys crossed at the mouth of the Huron? Mm-hmm. AC bushwhacked there, I don't know, through three miles of swamp. Yeah, that's... And, uh, probably, was he tubing at some point down down the river there? Or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, he made a, a fire out of what little toilet paper he had. And uh, he was able to warm up until the hurricane took it out. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and then he, lay, then he laid in a tinfoil uh, emergency blanket until six in the morning holy cow oh, i can't wow. imagine being stuck out there in but the- all in all like he got out healthy right like he he's he is good um i was super impressed i called him 
uh, 8.30 in the morning on Sunday because I knew that he'd gotten back out of there. And I wanted to check on him. And I'm really impressed that, you know, he took full accountability for the things that happened and just it went sideways on him and he owned it. And he was really gracious about it. And thank God he's okay. Yeah, no kidding. Wow. So is he going back out? Yeah, is he going to try to, is it unfinished I think business he for him? Actually, he texted me two days ago and he's like, do I have your blessing to try again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, uh, I ain't coming. So yeah, he's good. Good. Uh, now, uh, compared to the weekend before, where I know quite a few people went out, um, yep. the week the weekend we went out last weekend um, because that was the weekend that the event was originally supposed to happen. Did you, yep. I mean, was that the most that have attempted it at, at the one weekend? Yeah. On your weekend? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Are you, in, are you anticipating like a, a few other big weekends? I mean, it seemed like you had a million of uh, these, uh, the beacons and you had a lot of people helping out um, and you spent a lot of time in Lance and, and all this like, you're not going to do that every single weekend, are you? No, no. That so the weekend is far according to our records right now, and the best we have to go off of is Beacon Reservations. Mm-hmm. That was by far and away the biggest weekend that we've had, and by far and away the biggest weekend that we will have. So for the most part, people are spreading out, and it's like ten to twenty people, maybe. Sure. For for a week. Mm-hmm. Whereas you guys, you guys had probably 140 people on course last yeah. week. Wow. Well, I mean, it, it, are there any words that we have for Todd? Do you guys have any words for Todd before? I we appreciate you. I mean, first of all, the the course lived up to the to the hype. I guess. What, was it fun for you? Did you do all of the course design for this one? Is that all it's you? Matt, it, it's Matt and I, <laughs> and what we did is we sat down and we looked at. You know, obviously my wish was that it was as gnarly as possible, mm-hmm. like the gnarliest course yet. And Matt and I looked back basically at the courses that we've had for the Hero Mountain Crusher and Crusher going as far back as 2016. And we handpicked the worst parts of all of those courses. <laughs> <laughs> and we put it in one day. <laughs> was, it, was it fun for you to think of it outside of the realm uh, of a realm of a, a race and think of it as an event? I mean, did, did that go through your mind or were you just trying to make it hard? Uh, Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, we were, we were talking about hogback and like how that could even happen if it was during an actual race event. And Yeah, so that's a great question, Trevor. I think I've tried to embrace this opportunity where it's like there's lots of rules and at the same time in some ways there's no rules this year. And hogback, you know, people are saying, what does hogback do with mountain biking? And I'm like, absolutely fucking nothing. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, and I really give you guys so much credit for doing it and crushing it the way you did, like, that has nothing to do with a bike race, and that was the perfect reason in 2020 to put it in a bike race. <laughs> yeah, definitely. 100%. <laughs> it made it memorable, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. being up there, and, and, and we had, you know, the beautiful sunrise, and it just, I mean, it it couldn't have been prettier, and, and you know, we got all got great pictures. And You know, that might was... be actually 
come to think of it. I mean, it was so early in the in the course, but getting up on top of Hogback and seeing the, the that that pink sky, and of course we're yeah. all like, shit, this is going to be a rough day. But um, right. but at that moment, it it couldn't have been better. It was it was pretty amazing. Well, the pictures, I mean, the the suffering, you end up forgetting that eventually. It's kind of like childbirth. Not that we, any of us have had kids, but that's the rumor at least. But those (laughs) pictures of you on top of the rock, you know, with that beautiful sunrise or the pink sky. I mean, you guys have those pictures for a long time, man. Those are good memories. Exactly. Great memories. Yeah. Yeah. It was, you know, would, would Hogback ever be in another crusher? You know, one one mile into the race, two hundred people pace lining. Uh, no. I can't imagine the havoc, the, the, the havoc that oh. would be created. I mean, it would just be insane. I mean, going up is one right. thing. Going down with all those people—that was it was difficult. Right. Yeah. It was very difficult. Yeah. Oh, I sure hope it was. <laughs> I guess I guess that's another one of those things that, because of COVID, the checkpoints were something that we took pictures at. And we're able to kind of enjoy the enjoy the checkpoints, yeah, yeah, and take pictures. And Todd, I have to hand it to you, man, to do that course twice. What you did it? What you did it on your uh, your fat bike once? Is that right? Or I did it both times on the drop bar on that gravel bike. I thought so. I thought you did it on the Bo Jackson both times, man. To I mean, badass. (laughs) I mean, we all had suspension. I and. My hands are killing me. I mean, my my right hand is completely numb right now. And, uh, <laughs> Mine too. <laughs> still? still, still numb. Yeah. Oh Christ! <laughs> <laughs> but I mean that that took something, and and like it's it's one thing to create the worst course ever, but it's another thing to back it up and go out and ride it, and not only once but twice. So I mean, kudos to you, man. That that is that is pretty incredible. Anyone else have any like? Some, maybe I, I'm grateful. Like I, I'm, I think that I'm thankful that you created such a hard course and something that was a, a an amazing challenge. And like I, I mean, I loved it. I, I, I had yeah. fun. I was having fun the whole day. Like, I mean, there was there was parts definitely where we were like, "Fucking Todd," yeah. But then you know we still had fun. So it it was it was so many beautiful sights and it was just awesome to experience that much of the of the UP on a on a bike yeah. and. To be able to just have so many ups and downs, literally and figuratively, and um, I was talking earlier about the rainstorms, like they were almost that early storm was almost a blessing because it gave us the freedom to just kind of not really give a shit about anything. We just right. were able to, you know, I mean, there was twenty thousand puddles, and we were like, nah, whatever, we're already wet. Go right yeah. through the middle of them. Don't slow down. Just you know, keep hammering. And so it was, it was awesome, and and I'm thankful that we had the opportunity to do it. And that, where, where were where were you guys when the worst storm hit, like, the in the sec- middle of the night? The- we were probably about 10 miles from the uh, the road that Eagle Mine is on. So the um, Oh, from AAA. The, the one that you said was going to be a punch in the nuts. We yeah. were on that. Oh, yeah. 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 All I know is we kept Oh, going- Dish- okay, Dishno Road. Dishno. Oh, yes. my gosh. <laughs> we were back in there. <laughs> 
we kept going down and we'd cross like a board river a board yeah. bridge over the river and yep. then we'd go up and turn left and we'd come back down and and go Pass like another a, bridge a and bridge then go and up, we go up and turn left and we come down through another one and go over another bridge and then turn, go up and turn left i thought we were stuck in some video game where we kept going through the same spot like yeah. the time, if we didn't like go through it the right way then we were just like locked into this time warp thing like I actually looked at my Garmin to make sure that there was no blue line already there. Do we get like yeah. loop back around the map. same place like six times? Well, what the hell? And especially in the middle of the night, you can't tell that it all, everything fucking looks the same. So Exactly. Black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we got to so go through mosquito What I want to know is did you have there. trees coming down around you no. or what was going on? No, it was it was raining one way, then it was raining the other way, the opposite way, the w- then it was raining up, then it was <laughs> in our faces. Wind, wind it was, felt like a... Wind was bad, and, and it was a real concern that we would uh, we could either get struck by lightning or get hit by a tree falling, but none of that none of that happened. And we had some pretty close lightning strikes, yeah. given the, the thunder and everything, but... Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. But we kept riding through it. We just kept pushing through, and I think if we we were talking to each other, if we would have got, if we would have got into like a real open field, I think we would have not gone into that open field. But if we'd have known we were in an open field, I was waiting for the tornado to just come crashing out of the woods and take us away back to the start. <laughs> but it, it wasn't too much too much later than that that we went through Mosquito Gulch and. Yeah. Um, that was also it, was, um, Mosquito Niagara Falls. I mean, it, it was a river. It was just a, a, a like a, a a mountain stream that we had to go through, and it was still raining at the time. Mm-hmm. So all the rocks are slipperier oh than shit. God. And um, that was that was. I mean, that was a good way to experience Mosquito Gulch for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> just terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so what? Um, I don't want to string you guys out too far. You you said what the best part was. What was your worst part, or what was your lowest point? Lowest point is, yeah, that's a good... I know mine for sure. It was ju- definitely trying to find that damn sign at Chunky Summit. It was, yeah, really? Chunky oh Summit, my God. Part, part two so in we, reverse. So, yeah. So we um, we got up to the top of Chunky, and even before we, we went up the summit there... We were trying to figure out... We which one we, was the summit? Which one was the summit? We couldn't figure out which summit was Chunky Summit. We get up to the top of Chunky, and uh, finally we're like, this is definitely it. And the two other guys that we've been leapfrogging with the whole time, Nathan Lazara and, um, is it Richard? Richard. Uh, yeah. Um, they were there looking for the sign. They couldn't find it. And, like 50 feet into the woods. And I had, I, was, I had myself convinced that with all the storms, that whatever sign was on anything had flown away. So I was like, well, screw it. We're not going to find this stupid sign. And and then we also like were like, well, let's we kept going. Maybe it's down, maybe it's down. And then maybe we are, we're you said it's it's it should be easy to find. No yeah, problem to find. Can't miss it. I think it's we're called Chunky Summit. I'm like that guy put the sign at the bottom of the hill. It's called the summit, but he put the sign at the bottom of the hill to be a smart ass. So we're yeah. going to go down here. We're going to find it down here. Let alone that it was a, a size of a note card. Yeah. And <laughs> his brown and, and the font was the same color as the tree bark. So you could may or may not have it. been an, not an accident. No, it was definitely not an accident, so we, uh, 100%. <laughs> we went all the way down the other side until 
uh, Richard and Nathan came down there and they were like, yeah, it's it's definitely up there. Mm. And we're like, God mm. damn it. So we had to turn around and we went back up the other side to, to get a picture with this thing. That's when I started cursing. You were so bad. Sebastian <laughs> was so bad. But you were bad. You were like, I'm the dumbest person alive. Why did I do this? <laughs> That was a that was a tough moment. I I think I for screwed. for myself, uh, my lowest point were uh, I, I had some mechanical issues. Oh man! And That's after an understatement. the after yeah, forty miles in after the first storm, it did a number on my brakes, and I totally lost my front brakes, and I had to take the pads mm-hmm. out. And then I was having some issues with with the pistons on my back brakes, and it was kind of locked in, so I was doing more work because it was just dragging and dragging. And I'm 40 miles into this thing, and I'm, yep. I've been waiting for this for so long and thinking, I'm going to have to pull at mile 54 or something. And I was pretty bummed. And mentally, it kind of ruined me for a good good while. I thought, I'm already like thinking, well, what, what weekend can I come back up and try to finish this thing? When can I... You know, maybe I should contact Nick Stanko. We should give it a go later or something. Like, I'm, I'm going through all these different scenarios in my mind of what to do. And um, then my back brakes start working better. And uh, I think we, I saw my wife at one of the, the, one of our early stops. We threatened Trevor that we were going to tell him, because uh, he was like, I'll just go with Rachel. I'll be fine. And we're like, we're going to tell her that tell you to tough it out you can't go with her <laughs> there's no way she's taking you out of this race well honestly i get i get to get to the the stop and i say to rachel i said my my front brakes aren't working and she she swears she didn't say this but she said uh well do you really need your front brakes <laughs> <laughs> she did say it i heard her say it <laughs> so so life of the year right there yeah. Trevor. <laughs> so i thought well my bike was already like I mean, for 200 miles, I thought, I'm really afraid that I'm going to get into a, uh, a bit where I, I won't have brakes and I won't be able to ride. But I knew that I would see her again at mile, like, 100 and something. And I thought, well, if I can get to 100 and something, that's better than 50 something. So, yeah. And then in between 50 something and 100 something, I convinced myself that, no, screw it, I'm doing this whole thing. So that's... I, but awesome. that from around mile 50 or something that was it was really tough and it and then it plays like mind tricks where you're like i think i'm I think my legs hurt or like i think my <laughs> like fitness wise i'm not right and it just what do i got a flat tire what are my brakes dragging what's yeah, going on yeah. here it was <laughs> brakes are dragging they were dragging they were dragging so bad but uh, and then and then right? they weren't working on the descents no, like so, i was looking behind me concerned because Trevor pretty much was pulling his brakes, and it was just metal on metal, and Ooh. and it was rocky descents. Yeah. And I was the like, last the last fifty miles after the second after the second storm, the uh, it then I, I I put too much I don't know whatever like I lost all the pads on my my rear brakes, so yeah. that that was the only thing. And any descent I would come to, I would. Like Hail Mary full of grace, the Lord's been <laughs> <laughs> But I don't know, I got I got through it. It got to a point where probably we were, I don't know, thirty miles and I was like, if I have to walk down every single hill, I'll do it. I'm gonna finish this stupid thing. But but yeah, I, I would say the mechanical issue and being pissed off that I didn't bring more brake pads, 
that yeah. was that was a that was a, a tough part. Well, I just remember yeah. when we got when we went to turn onto the road for or the two track for Chunky Summit. Sebastian and I both turned and stopped, and then you go, "I'll be back, guys!" Oh yeah, <laughs> just roll past the road with your brakes squeaking. Yeah, <laughs> like, I could not going? stop on a dime, or I couldn't even I couldn't stop on a ten foot. Like, there's no way. I mean, it just oh, wow. it was rough. It was scary, but um, that was. But that you was, did it. Yeah. But he did it. Yep. Any other low points? Oh, so one of my two would be mechanical too. After that second storm, my rear derailleur was just packed full of I don't even, everything, and I was stuck in either about gear two or three. And no matter how I shifted, I could move between those two. So I was okay to climb, but as soon as we got to any speed, I could go about six miles an hour and just try to <laughs> try to shift and click, 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 and nothing's happening. Shift it back up, and then it would catch. Then I could move it about two gears. And then it would be okay for a bit, and then more mud would get in it just over and over and over again until we got to um, the Yellow Dog River when I put the whole thing in the water and rinsed it all out, and then it started working a little bit better. Uh, And the other was really probably about 4, 4.30 in the morning. Uh, The best way I can describe this is if you take cold medicine for the first time in a long time, you feel like your head just kind of starts floating up off your shoulders. It's just like, I'm tired and my head's no longer attached to my body (laughs) (laughs) this this is not good Uh, luckily it only lasted about a half an hour or so but it was just like i don't know if i can stay awake i need to start doing this when i started trying to play um the the i spy (laughs) game with you guys yeah that was really annoying i didn't want to play that i spy game i just needed something to keep my mind off the fact that my head felt like it was floating away yeah and then, then it came, kind of came back down. And everything got better after that. Brett, what would you say? Uh, I, I mean, I had a lot of low points. Uh, <laughs> I was really hurting before we got to the the Huron River mouth, and uh, we could, I could see the lake though. So that was like, I just needed to get to the lake, get in the lake, and I'll be fine. But I don't know. It wasn't really necessarily a low point, but just like a what the fuck, I've done. <laughs> Two races in Marquette, and I'm three for two with stuck in the woods with downpours. Like, how does oh, this yeah. happen? Like, I don't know. I'm glad it didn't downpour during Polar Roll, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could happen. Could happen. <laughs> well, actually, we were talking to ourselves. We're like, well, we've had everything else happen. Like, like is probably- it going to snow? Yeah. <laughs> Is it going to hail? What's going to happen to us? <laughs> but so, I, I can't really remember anything that was like super specifically like just defeating. Um, I, I mean, was, there was a time when like I was uh, probably like 35 miles left and, and we went through all that sand. I, I don't even remember what it was. There was just a bunch of sand. Yeah. And I stopped and let some air out of my tires so that I could float better on the sand. And then we came out onto some pavement. It was, oh, it was that big, super high bridge where you go up the bridge and there's two peaks up there. It's the mm-hmm. yep. the, the climb before you get to the two-track before Chunky, I think, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. these guys yeah. were all just like right up the hill. And I'm just like, oh, I can't go but five miles an hour. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I just must be finally running out of gas and, you know, whatever. So I'll just let them go and, you know, whatever. And then we turned onto some gravel and it was like that, not washboard ra- gravel, but like just like this sticky mud yeah. and then just ripples, random ripples. Yeah. 
and it was just annoying. And then I couldn't go. I could only go seven miles an hour. And I was like, man, what is happening? This ain't right. This ain't right. I will say after that second storm. Uh, yeah, everything was one of four things. Go ahead. Well, I the the first storm happened pretty early, and then the course dried out pretty well. Mm-hmm. After that second storm, the course was trashed, absolutely mm-hmm. trashed. And we would go up I, – I swear we would go up these climbs where it looked like it would be a decently solid climb. And the storm just ran all the sand onto the – it made it into yep. a, a, to a river. And it, yep. made, it made it really difficult passing through some of that stuff. And, and then like when we got to that end point and there was some – there was that big sandy climb and i think that it was just wet enough that it was it just sucked all the power out of you it was it was really it was really sticky mud <sighs> soft sand <laughs> literally like mud mud or wet rock yeah wet slippery rock the mm-hmm. whole rest or, like or whole puddle. Of the, or, 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 or just water or, or two feet deep <laughs> <of water. laughs> with mud yeah but so I, I went over i went onto that gravel road and I, I couldn't go but seven miles an hour literally so finally I, and they were just gone i was like I'm, well i guess i'm gonna finish the last 30 miles by myself and uh I wasn't like upset about it or anything i just was like well i can't do it and so here we go we'll we'll finish her up uh stopped and and Lube my chain and put some air in my tires, and then suddenly I was able to go 15, 16, and again I was like, you know, then I was rejuvenated, and I, we let's go down this hill and come down this hill, and they're like, Miller, where the hell are you going? (laughs) Well, it turns out there was a turn halfway down the hill, and I was like, oh man, you guys didn't have to wait for me. They're like, yeah, we did. Your dumbass would have been lost just now. So yeah, <laughs> then we, that was on the Chunky Summit, and I was I felt good by then. But that was probably my lowest point where I thought I was gonna, I was all mopey, thought I was gonna finish the, the last thirty miles on my on my own. No, but we, I don't know. By that time, I I was kind of determined. We went through all of this together, and we got to that point together, and there was no reason to split up in the last yep. twenty miles, and. And I was, I, I just thought, you know, we gotta, we gotta just stick around and wait for each other and make sure that we finish this thing together because we, we right did, on. we did all of this together. I will say one of the biggest letdowns though was the stupid finish, man. We got done and we're like, what? Are we done? Like we couldn't figure out like what? We <laughs> all of a sudden our Garmin just like turned off. We're like, what? what? Yeah, and it's like you're done. And we're like, well, what? <laughs> yeah, and we thought, I don't know. You're in that little. I, you're, we're going towards the Forestville campground area, and yep. we're kind of on that two-track. It reminds me of the Vasa Trail, kind of. And you see, like, the it says yes. 10K to the finish. We're like, 10K? Oh, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, we thought we're done. And then, I'm doing the math. Yeah, I said 13K. So, I'm like, man, 10K is six miles, so we got, like, eight miles. Like, I'm like, oh, no, we got eight Brett, miles. Brett's like, I got to stop Brett and stops. eat cliff shoes. We got eight Brett, miles. <laughs> Brett stops and eats. And, and we are literally a quarter a mile from the finish. We're done. <laughs> <laughs> that oh, was that's so great. funny looking back on it. <laughs> but we, we, when we finished, like uh, a lot of the our, like family and stuff was there, and it was. I mean, it was it was good. But like, they got some pictures of us rolling out of the woods. Like, where? What happened? Like, we don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fucking weekend, man! That's yeah. one for the books. It is most yeah. definitely. It was, 
I will say it was my first like anything that long. Um, I've done a 200 mile ride, but around Lansing, which is like, you know, a total of 400 feet of climbing, you know, for 200 miles. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, for me, for that to be my first like adventure experience, whew, yeah. it was a, it was something else. And I, I loved it. I absolutely, it, I kind of echo what Brett said. I mean, I had a, yeah, there was some hard stuff and there were some, some rough spots, but all in all, I, I had the best time. It was, it was yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. The Sandy V. <laughs> yeah, before Mosquito Gulch, that sandy. What? Oh my goodness! <laughs> oh, isn't that great? <laughs> oh my god, that thing sucks. <laughs> the best part is there was a, a small trench in the bottom, maybe four inches wide and four inches deep from all the rain, so you couldn't, your foot wouldn't quite fit in it. So you're trying to not step in this thing and roll your ankle while pushing your bike up. I don't even know how steep that stupid thing is. Yeah, so it's even worse than it needed to be. <laughs> Insane oh, amount of washouts man. everywhere. Everything was washed out like big time. Mm-hmm. So we, we probably think we cumulatively did like three grand of damage to our bikes at least. Oh, no, yeah. not that much. Well, I'm going to have yeah. to buy a new bike, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the bikes took a beat down last weekend, man. Yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. rough. For sure. So what was the finish rate before this weekend? Uh, I don't have a percentage, but it was a lot better. I'm going to say 70%. Oh, wow. So pretty good. It was pretty good. But, you know, I'd qualify it and say that the people who came up in the first couple of weeks, they were, they, they've done this type of thing before. So they were ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jason, I think, set, I don't think anybody's beat his time yet. Well, maybe somebody did. I thought someone did on Friday. I thought Yeah, somebody, somebody oh, yeah, Ben did. Yeah. Ben did beat his time. Uh, but we had some pretty experienced people come up in the first two weeks chomping at the bit to do it. So it's not surprising in the first couple of weeks that the Savages came up and they were successful. Yeah. And then as you get into the event weekend, you get a, I guess, just a more varied mix of, you know, riders. And and varied mix of weather. Well, the yeah, the weather. I mean, I think there's people that would have finished had the weather not been what it was. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it was, you could not have ordered, well, for you, worse, for me, better. better. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did you I get... Mean, I mean that with love, guys. Sure. I mean that with <laughs> Well... It, it's hard to... I'll tell you this. I know you guys got to go, but it's it's interesting. If you're in my seat, you want, on one hand, you want shitty weather because you want stories. Yeah. Like, I want you guys to go home and I want you to do this. I want you to talk about it and be like, what the fuck happened last weekend? And spend the <laughs> night reminiscing. But then at the same time, you know, with the weather, it's, you know, it's it's also if you're sitting in the truck at one, two, three, four, five o'clock in the morning in my seat, then you're also worrying about people. Sure. Because you don't like, I want the stories, but you don't want anything bad to happen to anybody. Right. So it's really a conflicted place to be in. But nobody died, so we're good. It was great. <laughs> yeah, that's I didn't die. That's uh, yeah. definitely the 
way we'll yeah. end with this. So <laughs> exactly. Well, kudos to you guys. You crushed it. Thanks. And I definitely want to say thank you for finding a way to keep an event going and, and really finding a way to get people motivated to get back out yes. there and keep training and keep working and, and keep yeah. pushing to find those limits. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, Can't stop doing it, guys. We got to keep doing it. There's nothing else happening this year, it seems like. And, and I'm no. super fortunate to have been able to participate in the thing that happened this year. And I feel like Crusher EX is the, is the thing, thing for 2020 yeah. and it was the thing for sure is it is yeah. it too soon to ask for uh, a margie update <laughs> <laughs> good try. you'll find out in the next week what's going on okay okay i was prepared for that sebastian nice <laughs> <job>. <laughs> <laughs> thank you todd all right, guys. Take care, eh? Thanks, Thanks Todd. Thanks. Right. Fuck off, we'll see also. You later. <laughs> <laughs> later. Oh, that was brilliant. That was perfect. <laughs> I don't know. That we kind of like. We recapped we, quite we a bit hit there. Everything yeah. There. I mean. Let me check my notes. <laughs> <laughs> No, that. Oh, what about the part about uh, when we were leaving Lance and Brett burned a match? <laughs> I thought that was going in. There were no, two, two no, spots. It was post post Lance. I, I was doing monster pulls on the way in too. But he like, up the one big hill in before. It was post. It was post Lance. It was both. Because before he went up. Hold on, hold on. We'll wait for you to get out. We will we'll wait. He went up the giant hill. That we're all like, slow down! And he's like, no, I'm feeling fine. And that was that, that was, was after Lance. That was after Lance was the bugs, and he was flying away from no, the bugs. So after that big hill was you're you're coming out of Lance on 41, and and then we went on like, I swear it was after Lance because it was after Red. It was post Red Bull. He did both. He, he burned matches in both spots. I think the bigger one was after Lance. The big because he the did flies. a bunch of flies. Yeah. 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 There was one hill before Lance, because uh, we were heading north, and then there was just this big, long hill that kept going and going and going, and he just took off and went flying ahead of us, and then we turned left, and along then we turned that. left and then went well, along the water. Lance. Yeah, 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 I guess. But So yeah, he burned two spots. A, I gotta make a segment out of that one still. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess we, we did talk about... Um, Todd gave us a, a moment to talk about our dark moments, but then um, we kind of got through our our best and, and darkest. But what what about the most memorable? So you brought up uh, <laughs> Brett burning a match after after he had Red Bull. Well, yeah, it was like it was like a combo Red Bull, and then also the black flies were so yeah, bad yeah, that he, that that he tried to outrun them. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't matter. Those things were so fast. I don't know how they kept up. Well, I I don't know if it's because you guys went up ahead of us that the black flies weren't really bothering us that much, or if it's because you had the sticky thing on your helmet. I'm not sure, but I wasn't that bothered by. I them. honestly didn't really have that many flies flying around me, or maybe I just didn't notice. I think I don't you know. did. You guys all did. Like yeah. when I was like, if any time I was towards the back of the pack, 
there was just absolutely swarms around yeah. all of you guys and it was like you know they they if you were moving they couldn't really land on you that well but like so i accidentally like well i didn't ended up turns out i didn't drop anything but so I was farting around with my my Garmin, trying to get it in my my top tube bag, in my gas tank bag. Oh, you're messing around it. with your equipment, really? Like, oh, what a surprise! <laughs> so Just trying, one more thing, one more thing, guys. Well, guys I'll be right there. I had to charge it, so I put it in my gas tank. And so while I'm doing that, like I I think something fell. We're rolling because you guys would never stop for me. So <laughs> there's always one more thing, dude. It was like if we stopped every time, you would have never moved. <laughs> hey, I have to eat it. So I half a my, mile from the finish. I thought my flashlight that I just bought like five days ago for thirty-five bucks. I thought that fell out and hit my spoke, and like so, I just bought it. I was like, curses! I gotta go look for this real quick. Yeah. So turns I turned out around it was real a quick. rock. Turns out it was just a rock, <laughs> and, and it turns out it wouldn't have mattered anyways because it hit the spokes and it probably would have went bing like ten feet off the trail anyways. So, <laughs> yeah. or so in a I, puddle, right? Right. Yeah. So I, I, I went <laughs> yeah. back there, looked for it, looked for like it, and sunglasses. I was while I was stopped, it sounded like a swarm of angry hornets inside of my helmet, <laughs> <laughs> and it was just all of the 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 swarm of deer flies that was over top of us the whole day descended on me <laughs> and it was like so loud and i got scared and i was just like oh my god i'm out of here and i was like i've had enough so like i, I caught back up to you guys and they were still there and, and then like all of them that were around you guys where it was bad and i was just like i'm out of here good luck guys <laughs> don't forget the witches and trolls uh, well it got to a point was that like it was right before dark it was dark. It wasn't storming yet, though, right? No. We didn't have our lights on yet, and I don't know what... I don't know why I, we said something about witches and trolls. But. We were all loopy, because we got to this spot, and the, the trail just sort of ended. And They were I, controlling our <clears throat> GPS yeah. or something? Oh, that's right. That's so right. I stopped and was looking, and there was this just huge puddle. I was like, well, it looks like it goes through here, so I'm going to try to skirt around it. And I sunk into water that was probably, it was well over my knees. <laughs> and I had to go up this bank, and then you guys found a way through that wasn't quite so, so wet. And it just dropped down into just this pitch black. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's what it was. And it, it just was. went left and right and left mm -hmm. and up and just... For, it was maybe 30 or 40 yards long. Yeah. But we get out, and he's like, witches and trolls, oh, witches that, and trolls. Yeah. yeah, it was like a section of single track in, <clears throat> I, do I don't know, a gulch or something. So I'm pretty sure this section, we were on a we we're going down a road, and it had us get off the road for the single track section, and we went around and then back and we got right back on the same road yeah. it was just like yeah. todd was like hey look at that stupid <laughs> section and he had us go do this thing pretty much and, then, and it was one of those closed roads yeah. where there's a ditch specifically yeah. built there so that you don't go <laughs> on that road <laughs> but we had to go through that ditch and uh into onto the um i was very the mad Garmin because told my feet us. were dry at that point and I don't think they dried back out again there after were, that. There were several moments, like towards the end, where my feet—I thought I'm gonna finish this thing with dry feet—and then just like splish, and you're like, "Ah, screw it." You know, after that second storm. So, first storm came through at 7:30 in the morning. Storm for half an hour, crazy. Yeah. Second storm came through at two in the morning, mm -hmm. and it was three. 
three 20 minute bouts of rain over the course of what an hour and a half it just yeah it kind of and it kinda, was each one was it, it torrential wasn't rain yeah it didn't feel like rain it literally felt like i was at the great wolf lodge and they were dumping, <laughs> dumping the bucket on me yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it, it was not only that it was just heavy rain it was like pushing you yeah What's the, like, so what do you it felt like resistance i mean we just kept going i don't even think we talked about i mean like we said if we got into an open spot with the lightning and stuff maybe we'd stop but with the rain and everything there wasn't really a conversation of what's the best way to deal with this and we just we just hammered through it what was there another option should we have stopped i felt like the right thing to do was just Either way, we're going to get soaked, so why not? There was I mean, nowhere to stop. and There was nowhere to stop. It's harder to hit a moving target, so. <laughs> I wish we had stopped earlier so that I could put my rain jacket on. I assume that everyone had one. <laughs> no, I, 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 that's, that's about it for I me. I had an emergency yeah. poncho with me. Yeah. I was like, I need to put my jacket on because I was getting freezing cold. I was in cold. the camp of, yeah, that, I mean, there's nothing. I mean, we can try to hide under a tree, but we're still going to get soaked. Oh, you're or we still going to get find soaked, something. and you're going to be cold because yeah, you're exactly. standing That's there. what I was more worried about is yeah. getting you know, chill because we're just not doing anything. I will say just that keep going. when we stopped at, so after the big storm, mile 200, we we had, like, around then, we had a a, a, a stop where Joe was there. We should talk about Joe in a second, but... And we stopped. We were soaked to the bone, and it got really cold. And I was like, "This is going to be a long fifty miles to the end." It was that was that was rough. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe, I wanted to bring this up when Todd was on, but uh, I think one of the hardest parts for us as a group was that Joe was having a tough time um, around mile seventy. Or eighty, I forget Somewhere where. Somewhere right in there, yeah. And uh, Joe Cantwell, close to Mount Arvon. Close to Mount Arvon, and he had to make the tough choice to say, "I'm, um, I'm finished. I'm gonna hold you guys back." And, and we waited for him for a little. We waited with him for a little bit and make sure that we didn't want to leave him on his own. But we were pretty close to a spot where he would have cell service, and he felt pretty confident that he could um, get to that point. He then went on pretty uh, like a lot further than I thought he would, and he got to well over. He got to the Huron River crossing at Lake Superior. Passed mm-hmm. there even. Um, and uh, yeah, but he had he, he had a hard day, and it was it kind of sucked to to have to leave him, and uh, and he's been like most of us just looking forward to this so much and training for this. Um, so I hope that maybe he gets another another shot at it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was that was a I was definitely conflicted and, and it was a a real big bummer for me as I talked to you guys about that just you know even if he somehow I mean we waited and then waited and then waited and it just became to the point where we were just going to have to be waiting for him so long that it was going to be detrimental to our ride at some point and mm-hmm. so and then he was he had, you know like he you said he had said he guys I'm finished I I got nothing left and I'm going to have to drop out and so um yeah he was bonking pretty hard and then once he yeah was able to continue a little bit past I I felt bad that he maybe got a little bit of a second wind and then he had nobody to to sort of drag him along at that point but yeah. I mean the cho- the decision had already been made by him and, and you know it it is it was what it was but it's just you know hindsight is 2020 and yeah. I just I wish there was a way we could have somehow 
dragged him along and kept him with us, and it was just a, I was real bummed that he yeah. that he just like you said he was I know he was really looking forward to it and was hoping to be triumphant and, and make it through the whole shebang and or at least further into it, and then it just it did, it wasn't his day. So, but um, like class act that he was. I mean, he met us at mile 200. Yeah, that was amazing. And he crewed for us at mile 200. And was what time was it at mile 200? It was real late, dark o'clock. It was the pitch black. The I storm mean, it had, had to be been three. Through. It had yeah. to be like three or four. Three or four a.m. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and then he was there at the finish line too. So he and and same with his like his wife and and kid with it was there. So yeah, that like was the, the whole awesome. family mm-hmm. kind of. Right. Kind of just hung in there. Even we though owe him a debt of gratitude. We to sure say do. The least. Yeah. Because, I mean, we we uh, relied. We couldn't have done it without them. Yep, exactly. And so it was. It was definitely cool. So it was super huge bummer that. And Wayne. And Wayne. Yeah, yeah. No. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And Rachel. I mean, she helped yeah. out a little bit too. Huge, big time. <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, you guys. But no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I gave you a coke out of my supplies. <laughs> No, that was yeah. No, it was definitely bumping <clears throat> stuff on the there was on a the road. there was a moment that I think about, uh, and I remember exactly what time it was. It was twelve thirty at night because we roll up and it's dark. It's before the storm hit, and it's but it's pretty dark, and we roll up to this uh, folding fold, the table folding in the woods table. I was just going to talk in about. the middle oh, of the woods. Yeah. How about and, that it, table? and it had a cooler. Full of cokes, full size cokes, and there were were two jars of pickles, and, and I wanted were. to eat them all. So, so here's what I want to say, and then like we could sign in our name, and so we were the first ones to roll to this table. So we put our name in, we signed in because I think it was just for fun. They wanted mm-hmm. us to sign in. There's two jars of pickles, and we annihilated one of the jars. We ate <laughs> the entire jar. We all, I think we each I had, two, had, pickles. had we, two. We had yeah. two. We each had two pickles. But that's eight pickles out of a jar that has like twelve in it. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'm sure there I was looked some, at it afterwards no, I mean, and I felt bad. I was like, ooh. <laughs> there are some disappointed people after us yeah. that did not get pickles. They yeah. still drink the pickle juice, but yeah, I, I did feel a little bad after mm-hmm. that. Oops. Yeah, but there was plenty of coke. There was in lots that, of coke in that cooler. Full so size coke. Full size. Yeah. Delicious. Oh my god. Coke. coke is literally the best drink while you're doing those kinds of rides. <laughs> it's just because you know you don't. Well, in my case, I don't drink it on a regular basis, so having it at, at those moments just makes it that much right. better. No, exactly. Yeah, I like that full sugar drink. Like, never, never drink it, but. Um, what else? Anything else? I mean, we we kind of hit this good. I mean, this actually didn't turn into a four-hour conversation. <laughs> I'm like, sure it could, given the if it wasn't ten o'clock at night, but yeah, and a work day. Oh man. Work well, I guess I guess I really I just really enjoyed the ride and and, and the you know the 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 way we interacted together and, and we stuck together and. Um, I think we kind of, you know, energized each other at s- different points during the the ride, and I did want to, yeah, I do. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I do want to say I I felt like we rode well together. Yeah. Um. I don't think I didn't really find any issues with. We all had different kind of what I was saying before. Like we all had different times of, um. Maybe maybe some of us that were feeling bad at some times, and other people were feeling bad at other times. But we all kind of just stuck together, and, um. I just felt like we worked well as a, as a team that way. 
Yeah, the only thing I will say is that, you know, we had to put the timers on Brett when he was... <laughs> put the stops. <laughs> Get five I got timer. things to do, man. <laughs> so many stupid things. I got to charge this thing. and So here's the question. If sign up for next year were tomorrow, That's, yeah. and it was the only day, would you sign up to do it again tomorrow or next year? I would do it again this year if I had, if I can make, and I may, I may do it if I can make the time. Um, well, I know I'm going back and doing the other three events. So, so you're doing the 100-mile ride. And then what else are your... The 50-mile ride and then the 50-mile run. Okay. I'm very jealous. Yeah. Yeah. I've, if I could find a way to make it happen. I would, uh, 100%, I would do it. And, and I, I hope something like this exists next year. Um, it might excite me more than like a race. I don't know. It was a little... It was more gratifying than a race. I think. Yeah. Well, if last I did, year's if Crusher I, was pretty cool too, though. Yeah. If I did do it, though, cool, it would though. be more of a, like a bike packing type thing, and mm -hmm. I would really take in the sights and, and enjoy it a lot more than I was able to in this event. But I mean, I still really enjoyed it. But um, there has been talk of uh, since this race or since this event ends at Forestville and Margie begins. Don't say it. Don't you dare say it. Don't even say it out loud. Get the thought out of your head. Are, are you talking about the Crusher Gessick? The musher. <laughs> the, the musher. <laughs> Is there yeah. really talks of, of this just, sort of thing? Just people goofing around <laughs> on, on the internet. That's where I things start. It is see where things start. That happening. Guys, and that'll be part of the yeah. update. I wanted to thank all of you. Um, this was the first time I've done something like this, and you've all been more, way more experienced with this than I have. And um, I felt like my fitness was there, but really like that, that long endurance ride, I, it was kind of a question mark for me. And I was, not that I was concerned, but I thought, I don't know what's going to happen and they don't know what's going to happen to me. And um, so it was cool to ride with you guys because you knew what to do. You've been through this before. You knew how to pace yourself. And uh, I... I enjoyed every second of it, and and it it helped to have a crew that was that honestly. Was I was really concerned when your brakes <laughs> yeah, were starting to go. No, I was like very concerned because I was like, we were one big downhill yeah. away from tragedy. <laughs> I was like, I was like, if Trevor goes, but you did a great job. I mean, you, know, you were conservative on on the last spots where you needed to be, and, and I, I can't believe you made it. Honestly, I can't either. I, I thought I was gonna have to. I mean, like I said, I thought I, I thought yeah, at I mile mean, you, at mile fifty. I thought right. I, was done. I know how how deep in the hole you were in the mental game at that point, and and you know you really powered through. And and I I thought you did great to to come back from that because you were definitely at a way big disadvantage just from like I said the mental aspect of man. Yeah. Um. Maybe I'm only spending next ten extra watts, but it feels like my tires are flat and yeah. So you did great, and it, I mean, you came back to not only do great, like you just were smashing it on, those, like you said, some of those climbs, and mm -hmm. it was uh, <clears throat> it was cool to watch you flourish and you know spread your wings, so to speak, into a, a different category. Because, like you said, you've had fitness and you've done some other long yeah. things, but not this ultra ultra distance stuff. So it was it was cool to be along with you, and uh, you know, I was glad that. And I, I, that we, I like like you said, we all just we worked together well, and right. it was it was just a, a positive thing. And then I mean, mm -hmm. to 
I know you've all done this, bef- done several of these things before, but I mean, I think of, I mean, you guys are pros at this, and it and it shows, and it's 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 it was just a lot of, uh, it it was, uh, I felt very fortunate to be to be with you guys, <laughs> yeah. and and I'm t- not to get too like sentimental, but it was it was just cool to finish all together and just be like, yeah, we did this together, um, I, it was great, and I would uh, yes, Mitch, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I think it's funny because now that you say that, it was like, you know, myself, I know that I need to be eating literally the whole time I'm on the bike. And I feel like I'm eating mm-hmm. the whole time I'm riding mm-hmm. because I don't really use much of the nutrition powder stuff. I would just rely on eating my calories. And every time I would... I would start eating you would look over me at me and you'd be like oh he's eating maybe i should eat something too (laughs) (laughs) and and it's like i know that because i've been in dark places where it's like i know if i'm not constantly just trying to put something in my mouth i'm i'm gonna be bonking yeah so okay so final words and then we'll finish this thing up uh just a really quick, what's one thing that you would suggest or a bit of advice for someone who's going to attempt the Crusher EX? I'll start. Go ahead. Uh, make sure your bike's working well and take extra brake pads. Or make sure you're just everything on the checklist. Don't sleep on any of that stuff. No. You need it. It's there for a reason. And take it seriously. Um, so just make sure that all your equipment is is working properly and ready to go. Mm-hmm. I would say uh, check the weather uh, <laughs> to be prepared for anything, but uh, make sure to have uh, a fuel plan for the day and make sure that it fits into um, really how the day is going to go. I know we expected to go a bit faster than we did. We expected to be um, done a lot quicker than we were, but luckily we all brought extra and had enough that we were able to keep with our fuel plans and none of us had any um any stomach issues Mm -hmm. and none of us really got into any deep dark uh, bonk holes by any means and it was great that we could all just keep moving even if a couple times we'd you know we'd slow down and rest it up a little bit we all were able to keep going and and make it through to the end i don't have any sage-like advice just uh remember your sips (laughs) (laughs) um yeah i mean and pedal that thing yeah pedal that thing for me i would say the the little bit of advice is you know kind of take it one segment at a time for me it was like okay i got to this checkpoint okay that means that I got. I have this checkpoint to look forward to now, so I only have to do this a little bit to get mm-hmm. this much done, right? So I'm not thinking about the entire the entire 250. Yeah. I'm just kind of breaking it up into segments and 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 enjoying when I get to that like checkpoint. I'm like, oh yes, you know, I made it. Get to take a break. Get to take a selfie. You know, enjoy the the rest off my bike, and and then now to the next part. now to the next part. Yeah. So. Oh, you're saying so? I did that wrong. I was like two forty nine, two forty eight, two forty seven, <laughs> two forty six. Dang it! I wish I'd have known. Especially when that clock goes back up because we made a wrong turn. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Two forty eight. Two forty seven. Two forty eight. Back up, chunky summit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't like to look at the. 
the mileage. Gentlemen, a hell of a ride, hell of a weekend. Thank you for then coming back here and reliving it, and I'm sure we'll be talking about this for a long time. For sure. For yeah, sure. definitely. Thank you, Good Trevor. Good stuff, man. The Dirty Chain Podcast is a Michigan Midpack Media production in partnership with KOM Cycling, the source for your bike accessories and necessities. Connect with us on Instagram and Facebook at Dirty Chain Podcast. Email dirtychainpodcast at gmail.com. Call our hotline 616-522-2641. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review on whatever platform you use to listen. Audio editing and original music by myself, Trevor Gibney. Sheldon Little handles the social media, graphic design, and of course, bad decisions. Although I had a few of my own bad decisions in the last few weeks. Thank you to Mitch, Brett, and Sebastian for coming on the podcast, and of course to Todd for creating the monster that is Crusher EX. And as always, keep Keep your chain chain clean, get your chain dirty. We'll We'll see see you in the mid-pack.